The I must always be strong syndrome. Why do we so seldom disclose our deepest emotions, even to friends? There are probably many reasons, but one is that most of us have somewhere heard that if we reveal our needs or get emotional, people will not like us. But exactly the opposite is true. People begin to feel close to us when they know something of our needs. A woman whose marriage recently ended says her friendships have a new closeness and warmth since her divorce. I used to hear other people's troubles, she said, but never told my own. Now, I can let it all out. The other day, someone told me, I used to be put off by your superwoman act. You seem softer, more open now. like you better this way. Sometimes we develop the habit of wearing an emotional disguise because early experiences gave us the wrong start. Here, for instance, is a beautiful young woman who is unable to let herself love a man. She remains aloof and detached and eventually all men get discouraged and leave her. In her counseling sessions, we probe for memories from her past that may have created this emotional policy. Finally, it comes out. As a little girl, she had an unusual amount of body hair and one day, when some neighbor children came over to swim, they and her sisters called her Bush. I started to cry, she said, and I was so ashamed of crying that I ran into the garage and locked the door. I must have stayed in there and sobbed for half an hour, and right then and there, I made up my mind that nobody was ever going to hurt me that bad again. The tragedy is that by so insulting or insulating herself from her emotions since she has not only kept herself from being hurt, she has also kept herself from being loved. Speaking at a meeting at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, Dr. Roy Meninger, president of the Meninger Foundation in Topeka, Kansas, explained that men are more prone than women to what he called the I must always be strong syndrome. The American male, said Meninger, sees himself as a very high-powered piece of machinery rather than as a human need system. Self-reliance is a valuable commodity and is very much woven into the fabric of the American dream, but it can be carried so far that it not only makes people strong, it makes them hard. It can turn into stoicism, causing people to be isolated, arrogant, fleeing from warm relationships as though they were sense of feebleness and dependence. Most of us were taught as children that we should not wear our emotions on our sleeves and that we should keep a stiff upper lip. I once had a patient who had learned that lesson all too well. It drove him to suicide. He came to my office only twice and I have kicked myself a hundred times that I did not realize the severity of his pain. But outwardly, there were few giveaways. About to graduate cum laude from an elite college, he was tall, good-looking, cheerful. His family was financing his education liberally, and he had bids from several graduate schools. The dilemma in which he was enmeshed is a commentary on our current sexual morals as well on his stiff upper lip policy. The young woman with whom he had been sleeping for several months became attracted to his best friend and began to have sex with him also. Everything was out in the open. The problem as he presented it to me was not the menage a trois, 
It was this. He felt that a mature and urbane man should be able to handle such a situation and he could not understand why he was so jealous and upset. <laughs> Inside, he was writhing in pain and rage, yet he felt obliged to remain cheerful with his friends and with the young woman to act as if all was well and to keep a stiff upper lip. But it was more than the boundaries of the soul could contain, and one night he borrowed the young woman's car, drove to a parking lot, and shot himself through the mouth. Wow. Though the suicide occurred years ago, I think of that young man often. The young woman and their circle of friends at school called me the day of the suicide and we sat together several times in the weeks following. Among other things, they said, with some anger, if only he had let us know what he was feeling. Is there value to suffering in silence? No. If Jesus wept freely and Abraham Lincoln was frequently seen with tears streaming down his face, there can be little virtue in our keeping our emotions to ourselves. You do not show charity for others by excluding them from your pain. As Charles Dickens has Mr. Bumble say in Oliver Twist, Crying opens the lungs, washes the countenance, exercises the eyes, and softens down the temper. So cry away. California psychiatrist Taz W. Kinney has found that men alcoholics outnumber women 3 to 1, in part because men do not cry so spontaneously. As boys, they are told to dry up their tears and be little men. Consequently, they turn to alcohol as an aid. A few drinks to relax provides them the license to express anger or sadness. Tears are a great gift from God, a safety valve built into our system, and there is no reason for us to be ashamed, and they flow freely.